Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody, good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres at the Geico Fox Sports West Coast Studios. I'm Arnie Spanier on the Geico Fox Sports East Coast Studios, as far as part as you could possibly get. How you doing tonight, Aaron? Far apart geographically, but in spirit, we are side-by-side bringing the two best hours of radio anywhere in America to everyone in oh, America. Stop sucking up. Oh, well, I, listen, we can't can... do it together? I mean, I'm 50% of the <laughs> equation here. You you could go to San Diego. I can go up to Maine. I guess that could make us a little further apart geographically. I, 
think we, we could do that. But we'd still make amazing radio, and that's all that matters. Uh, busy show. So much to get to. We'll hear from DeSager at the end of the hour. Vegas Runner going to join us in hour two. We'll give you our picks and predictions. Let's get right at it because, of course, NBA playoffs started today. Uh, it started with the Golden State Warriors saying, hey, we're flexing our muscle. They win 113-92. I thought this one was going to be a lot closer. I thought we were going to see a Golden State team struggle without Steph Curry. I know it's only game one, but if they play like this, especially defensively, they'll have no problem getting by San Antonio. Yeah. No, it was it was my takeaway as well, Arnie, as we're sitting there, and, and we do this every year, right? We pick apart these great teams that maybe aren't as motivated during the regular season. The Warriors, they struggle down the stretch. We all saw that game in Houston. They lose by four, or it's not Houston, Utah. They lose by 40. Oh, what's wrong? Kevin Durant, you and I have talked about him. Technical fouls. They're losing it. They don't listen to Steve Kerr. And then they go out and just put a hurting on the the San Antonio Spurs. I'm with you. I thought this one was going to be closer. I trusted in Pop. But you know what happens when the when the Warriors have what four out of the five, five out of the five best players on the court at all times? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes it a little hard. Even the great Greg Popovich can't do much there. You know Durant with twenty four. Of course, Clay Thompson lit it up again with twenty seven. He was eleven of thirteen from the field, five of six from three point range. That certainly helps when you got a guy that's going five for six from three point range. Man, you talk about stretching out the court again. That's what you do. You live and die by that three pointer. They were hitting the three pointer. It's unbelievable how even without Steph Curry, they don't miss a beat offensively. And let me tell you something. You know the last couple of years, let's say last three four years, Golden State was like the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Yankees. They were the hated team. They were the ones we hated, along with Cleveland in the NBA. I get the feeling they're not hated so much. They're like the lovable team all of a sudden now, Aaron. I don't know. See, you really feel that way? Because I feel like those two first two years when they really took the sport by storm and they truly were Steph and Clay, the Splash Brothers, and, and yeah. they were these, these young, uh, they're not these physically imposing players and they were really the first ones that just they just lived by the three and they died by the three. And those first two years when they won in Cleveland in six games and then, of course, the 70-whatever-it-was, three-win season that ended with a loss in the finals, I felt like everyone loved the Warriors. And I felt like I was a crazy person because I would call out Steph Curry when his wife was tweeting about the NBA being rigged, when Draymond Green should have been charged for assault for what he did to Steven Adams. I didn't forget about that. And uh, I, I felt like the tables turned a little bit last year when Kevin Durant came aboard. I, I, I didn't feel like they were hated at all, really, until Kevin Durant came aboard. But I'm with you. I think people are starting to turn back the other way and just appreciate the good basketball that they you know, provide every night. It's interesting because I, I said that they were hated. Now they're lovable. Kevin Durant went to that team, and he was, like, lovable in Oklahoma City, and he's hated. I never knew he had, was so thin-skinned before in my entire life, you know, with the faked or extra twist. <laughs> Twitter account or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, just he reads everything. Don't tell me he doesn't listen to sports radio. You know what I mean? Arnie, I think he's listening to us right now. Yeah. So let's be careful what we say. Uh, I, I'm with you, man. And, and I, I, you know, I think part of it is, and, and not to get too psychoanalytical here, but, uh, you know, as a guy who covers college hoops a lot, I think a lot of it stems from the fact that a lot of these really great players, they're identified at 12, 13, 14 years old, and they can do no wrong from that age. And Kevin Durant was very much one of those guys, and through early the early parts of his career in Oklahoma City, uh, he was the savior of the franchise when they moved there. They're obviously the only professional sports team in town. 
I think it's been a, a hot topic this week. Uh, just how really kind of, for lack of a better term, coddled he was. You know, obviously that one headline, Mr. Unreliable. Yeah, yeah, that was Mr. <laughs> but I, what I didn't realize was that week the paper ran an apology after yes. they ran that headline. Yes, yes. And so, of course, he's going to feel coddled, entitled that he can do no wrong when the only paper of record in town has to run a retraction and apology because they had the nerve to criticize him. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, which I think you know, probably you've talked about throughout the years, I know I have, I just felt like it was just one of those deals where every time anything went wrong, it was always Russell Westbrook's fault. So... I just think it was one of those deals where he could do no wrong when he was in Oklahoma City, and last year was the first year he really got some criticism. All right, that's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Now, after the game, Popovich was salty all over again. I, I'm not going to say he took it to new heights, but this is really starting to get old, to be honest with you. Uh, before I get to Popovich, you know what, just quick on this, Aaron, how do you stand on Popovich? Because I kind of like the way he d- used to clown around with Craig Sager, uh, you know, especially on TV, because you only have a chance to ask one question. He'd give one answer. We'd laugh at it. Uh, this is getting out of hand now, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree, Arnie. Um, and obviously when people hear the audio, if they haven't heard it yet, it's pretty I, – I thought it was pretty nasty. And I think, Yes, yeah. yes. And here's the thing, Arnie, right, is that those those guys, coaches, players – they are paid millions of dollars. And when you are paid that much money, first of all, any job, there are going to be elements of your job that you don't like that you of just kind of have to grit your teeth through, right? Of um, course. And so to me, I just sit there and say this is an obligation. I'm sure when we play the audio, the listeners will understand, is that you got to just grit your teeth and deal with the media. It's not that hard. The questions weren't that hard. Uh, I was kind of disappointed in the pop today, to be perfectly honest. Oh, absolutely. All right, uh, Raider Ryan back in the studio. Let me hear a little bit of Popovich after uh, after the game today and listen to how salty he was. Sure, even though that's not my name, here it is. <laughs> okay, what do you want? I'm so tired of this. What went wrong for you guys tonight? Uh, what went wrong for us? Yeah, this afternoon. Sorry, I lost my They played better than we did. Coach, uh, you started uh, Danny Green uh, basically on Kevin. Was that, I mean, did did that work very well? Did you watch the game? Yes. What do you think? (laughs) Didn't. It didn't work very well. So we'll we'll have Danny grow four or five inches by Monday night, uh, tell him to jump higher and move quicker. And we'll tell Kevin, don't be so good. Come on. All right, here it is. Who's that? First of all, here's our first poll question since doing the show together. Who's nastier, Popovich or Belichick? I got to vote for Belichick. Belichick gives you the really nasty glare. Not that Popovich does it, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it, I, I'm a little bit more afraid of Belichick if I was a reporter. What about you, Aaron? Ooh, I like this. You know, yeah. the, the listeners last week said that we weren't argumentative enough. Yeah, and and yeah. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw down the hammer right now and disagree with you, Arnie. Wow. Uh, look, I think Belichick stays true to form every single day with the media. And you know you're not going to get anything out of him. You know if you're trying as a reporter to build a story out of what he's going to say or to get a worthwhile quote, it's not going to happen. Like you said, the, the, the stare is pretty intimidating. But with Popovich, my thing is 
You don't ever know what you're going to get. Sometimes he's funny. Sometimes yeah. he's smart. Well, he was nasty here. He's like, what do you want? Belichick Ex- never comes in and says, what do you want? You know, stuff like that. Ex- he doesn't get to that point. And th- first of all, by the way, in 30 seconds, did I flip you to the other side? Did I already sell you on Popovich being worse? Because I, I think no. I just did. No, but, you know, if, I, I got to tell you, at least, you know, with Belichick, and I know it's all his persona there, but he he at least, you know, gives you a, a little bit, though he does snap back at you. If I, if I was a reporter, I don't know which beat I would rather be on because either one is just just relentless. I don't know. What would you have asked Popovich at that point? I mean, these guys are, are, are clamoring over themselves. They're, they're, they're stuttering to ask this guy a question. Yeah, and it's funny because I was talking to our producer, Mike, before we went on air. You, me, Mike, all of us in this profession, we've been in that press conference where somebody's got to ask the tough question to start. And it's not, listen, for the record, Greg Popovich, if you're listening with Kevin Durant down there in uh, San Francisco, because we know Kevin Durant's listening because he listens to everything, um, you know, like, we don't enjoy that element in the media either. Like, like we don't get a thrill out of asking the tough question after a bad loss. By the way, Arnie, am I crazy? I thought it was a totally fair question. Look, we spent the last three or four days saying, do the Spurs have a chance? Are the Warriors down? And then the Warriors just administer an old-school kind of clinic. Yeah. yeah. So what did go wrong? We do want to know. Now, we don't expect you to say – we don't expect you to give intricate details into the game plan. And if you know if we had played this guy at this position, that things would have been different. I don't think it was an out-of-line question. The, you know, I would have st- – I don't think you could start with this question, but I think my question would have been, do you mix anything up and go with a different lineup or or mix things up defensively in game two, or do you just hope things go better your way in game two? I don't know. Maybe things fall your way in game two. Is that a good question, or would he have jumped down my throat for that one too? Yeah, I, I think he would have jumped down anyone's throat <laughs> for that for, – for not – not because you're not a brilliant reporter, Arnie, right? Because you are. Yes, of uh, I'm sure you have. I, I'm sure in your studio there in Vermont, there's multiple yeah. Pulitzers just staring exactly. right back at you. But, exactly. But no, I mean, like you know, you're right. The 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 initial question of what went wrong that's a little vague. That's a little surface level. But I don't like. I don't know what question you could have asked there that would have gotten the non snarky answer especially by the way when you consider he walked into the room and said i hate doing this like come well, on the man. first one was like okay what do you want and then yeah. I, like like we're just sitting there like oh well we wanted to come on we wanted you to come on in because we'd like to talk to you about financing or something yeah. i i don't know it's like what do you mean what do we want this is a job what do we you want to ask you questions that, about the game what that, do you mean what do we want that's what i was gonna say what do you yeah. want i want you to help me do my job so i can get out of here and go home to my family just like you want to go home like like and that's the thing, and I think most coaches get this, and I think, look, I think Popovich even gets this, and I just think it was a bad moment for him. But this is a job. We as uh, reporters, radio, media, whatever, we have to ask quite Like, we have either airtime to fill, space in a newspaper or a magazine to fill. And so to me, like I said from the beginning, I, I, I think it is as simple as when you are, I think any job comes with responsibilities that you just don't like. But I think I'm looking at it right now. Greg Popovich makes six million dollars a year. By the way, no state income tax down there in Texas, so he's taking That's home true. a lot of it. Yeah, you got to be better than that. You yeah. got you got to know. And it wasn't it wasn't a it, it, listen. It wasn't a half court buzzer beater that cost you the game. It wasn't a freak injury. Like like if that reporter had come in after game one last year against the Warriors when Kawhi Leonard went down with an injury. Then yeah, you're allowed to be a little bit upset, but let's just be honest. You know, I'm just gonna say it. I I do think, uh, you know, obviously the Warriors are significantly more talented. 
I just thought Steve Kerr had his team more ready to play than Greg Popovich did. I mean, you know, tinkered the starting lineups. Obviously, they limited LaMarcus Aldridge. I just thought Steve Kerr had the better game plan. So shame on me as a reporter for daring to ask what you did wrong or what you could have done different. Shame on me. I scheduled the first segment to talk about all four games today and all four tomorrow. We just got to one game, so we're just, we're we're just getting started. We're, we're unstoppable. We're just, we're just getting going, and also, I, I want you to think, because you, you're really, I mean, you do a lot of reporting, you do a, a lot of traveling. The toughest uh, interview you ever had to do, or the toughest question that a coach snapped back at you, um, I had a little bit of one, and I'll get into that also, plus we'll go through all the rest of the games today. Off and running, he's Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier, this is Fox Sports Radio. All right, this segment is brought to you by Granger. The products and services that you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Good night to be on, Aaron. Saturday night, 14th day of April. we got the NBA playoffs starting. Our first poll is out there, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, who's a, the nastier head coach of the media, Popovich or Belichick? Right now, we're getting a lot of votes on that right off the bat. Popovich, 54%. Belichick, 46%. So it's not that far off. People still sliding toward Popovich, though, Aaron. They, I sold him. I sold yeah, America. You did. You did a good job on Greg Popovich being a bigger jerk than Bill Belichick. My work here is done. All right, Arnie, you can yeah. take the rest of the show. Right? Uh, JT, real quick, he sends in the tweet. I know that Pop could be tough on you guys, and you guys have to ask the annoying questions. You get paid to ask. They get paid to answer. Yes. And we decide how we want to consume the answer. Everyone has a role here, which is true, but... Uh, the media can get nasty also, though, Aaron. You know what I mean? They could throw that, not nasty, but they could throw that question that could certainly annoy you. You know that. Yeah. I, and I will say that. And, and yeah, there, yeah, that, that's a great point. You know, JT, if that was the, the, the listener's name, I, I wasn't really listening. When JT, he, yeah. Great, great, great comment by JT. No, because it is fair. Because sometimes I will say, uh, you sit at the po- – sometimes in a press conference you'll sit there and say, oh, my God, did this guy really ask that? And I'm thinking right now, remember Dante DiVincenzo after the national championship yes. game? And people yes. were asking about his tweets that he sent when he was 13 years yes. old yes. and trying to make a story out of it. Now, I wasn't there. I had come back to L.A. because I had radio to host on Saturday night, and there's nothing more important than these two hours I spend with you. Of course. But I was not in San Antonio at that moment, but I could – I would have – I probably actually would have gone up to the reporter after and said that wasn't called for. So I guess JT brings up a good point. Sometimes us reporters cross the line, us media guys, but sometimes I think in the case of Popovich today, he crossed the line today. I I think the closest anybody really got to a Popovich or Belichick on me, I guess if we want to use that term, I got a one-on-one when I was in Los Angeles with Bobby Knight. Not in studio, just just a one-on-one tape recorder. And I was sitting in one of those lunch school four-pronged chairs. He grabbed the chair, sat down. Right. I mean, we were, our knees were touching and we were almost uh, nose to nose. And I mean, he, and he's a pretty big dude. I was not expecting that. And at first he was trying to intimidate me, but when he realized I wasn't there to grill him on anything and it was just like a normal interview, he eased up and he was actually very nice and cordial and Actually, very nice after the interview, but he got right in my grill, Aaron. He, he wanted to make sure he was going to control it from the very start. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I am a little bit obsessed with Bobby Knight because I, I read uh, A Season on the Brink. I've read it a couple times, actually, but uh, I just think he that guy has such a reputation as just a bully and a mean guy. And if you actually like go back and look at everything that he did as a coach, he was pretty incredible. So 
I had a, first of all, I was one of the lucky two people, thanks to our mutual friend, Andy Furman. Andy Furman actually booked Bill Belichick on Fox Sports Radio, and I just so happened to be co-hosting with him. I that heard day. that. I heard that. I don't know that I've ever been more nervous for an interview because <laughs> it's one thing, Arnie, when you got a tape recorder and you're in a private room. It's another thing when there are uh, however many thousands of people listening on 300 affiliates nationwide and Bill Belichick uh, can give you a short answer. Now, luckily, Andy and Bill Belichick go back. Right, uh, right. It was a it was a casual interview. We weren't, you know, trying to press him for uh, life altering questions. That was the one I was most intimidated on. I will say, uh, at the NCAA tournament this year, uh, Bob Huggins. So, oh, what? he could be a. T- I did. I did a whole show with that guy. Ooh, when was that? Like a at radio the, show? Yeah, back uh, when I was with another network at the uh, Final Four. Oh wow. Yeah, jeez. He's another guy. He's a he's a large man. He is yes. probably six five, six six. But so if you remember, uh, Marshall pulled off an upset in the first round of the NCAA tournament, right? And they played West Virginia in the second round. And so as soon as the game went final, uh, that was all anybody really wanted to ask about because uh, West Virginia blew out their opening round opponent. And, of course, we get to the podium, and nobody wants to lead off the questioning. So me, <laughs> Mr. Journalist, capital J here, uh, I asked him the question. You could tell he didn't want to answer it. I, I, and I think in his defense, yeah. um, he thought maybe you know he would get questions about the game and then later on the next day, because obviously there's a day between NCAA tournament games, that the questions about Marshall would come. But they have a pretty nasty, the two schools don't like each other, they don't schedule each other. And it was a question somebody had to ask, and I was the one that had to ask it, and you could see in his eyes that he uh, was not very happy with me answering it, but uh, asking it. But like I said, I'm a journalist. That's what I do. I put on my journalism hat. I was Woodward and Bernstein that day asking the tw- tough question. Arnie, Arnie, what do you think? Second Chance Sports just tweeted, are you a Philly hater too? Been listening for about an hour. I haven't heard mention my Sixers yet. Did Sixers they play today? Rockets in the final. Shout me out. Uh, yeah, I haven't been listening for an hour. Relax yourself. We've only been on for 26 minutes. We'll get to that. But first, real quick, I, I, I guess we're going to kind of go in order. The Raptors win. I wasn't that impressed, but when you lose your first game, uh, what, nine straight years or something like that, you'll take any win when it comes to game one. They win game one. Uh, it, this one's going to be a, 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 a series that's going to go six or seven. I wouldn't be surprised if it went seven, came down to the wire. This is going to be a hard-fought series there. Yeah, first of all, Arnie, shout out to our listeners. I didn't even know the 76ers played today, so I'm really glad that he uh, alerted us to that. Uh, No, I'm kidding. But I'm with you, Arnie. I mean, look, the Raptors, you know, we get sold on one of these teams every year. Oh, remember a couple years ago it was the Hawks? The Hawks had, like, Damari Carroll, and they had the number one seed. Oh, oh, they're so good. Yeah, Cleveland swept them in the NBA uh, in the Easter Conference Finals. Last year it was Boston with their 5'9". Uh, little tiny point guard, Isaiah Thomas, they got smoked in the Easter Conference Finals. And this year, I just feel like it's the Raptors. Great regular season team. They had a lot to prove in the regular season, but it's one thing to beat uh, Charlotte and the Lakers and the Kings during the regular season on a Tuesday. And it's another thing when you're getting everybody's best shot. I'm with you. They got a, 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 a they got Washington's best shot right until the end there. And that, that game could have gone either way till about the six, seven minute mark. So they survived game one, but you would have thought game one was the one that they wanted to assert themselves on their opponent. 
and that was a losable game. I think that one's going six or seven, as you said. I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, as the texter said, how about his Sixers? They win 130-103. I'd like to keep that guy's Twitter handle. I would have loved to text him when, uh, what was it, uh, Philadelphia was down by double digits in the first quarter. Yeah. I'm sure he wasn't sending that tweet at that time. Like, hey, what about my Sixers? We're going to the championship. But uh, Miami fell apart in the second half. That's now 17 straight wins from Philadelphia. Has a team ever won 17 straight games before and gotten so little press? Let's start with that, Aaron, because if, if the Lakers had won 17 oh in a row God. or the New York Knicks had won 17 in a row or LeBron and the Cavaliers or Golden State, we'd be going crazy. I, I mean, there's people out there who don't even know that Philadelphia's have this streak going out there, Aaron. If the Knicks won 17 games in a oh, row, geez. they might shut down the playoffs and just give them a parade right then. Yeah, I, don't, exactly. I don't even think it would matter. Uh, I think it's a great point by you, and I and I kind of get it. I mean, first of all, they've been under the radar for so long. A lot of the teams that they played down the stretch were uh, had packed it in for the end of the regular season. Obviously, the Hawks were one of the last teams that they played, the Mavericks. So a lot of teams that didn't have much to play for, but they had that great win over the Cavs a couple weeks ago. And so to me, yeah, this is the proverbial team that nobody should Did want. Did you just poo-poo a 17-game winning streak? Eh, kind of a little bit, yeah. No, I mean, come on now. Are you? Are, listen, are you the covert uh, caller that's that's claiming uh, Sixers uh, Rockets here? Was that really you? Did you just no. plant that call? No, no, that that no, Text? it was up on there on Twitter. Well, by the way, I mean, I'm going to have the Sager bring this up at the bottom of the hour uh, update. Uh, the Rockets already had won a championship. I don't know if that's anybody true. knows that. So the, he's going to have breaking news coming up at the bottom of the hour. Wow. Well, you, listen. Yeah. Since I've started on the show. You have yeah. not missed a prediction. You called, of course not. You, Never. You called Nova. Yeah. Uh, you called. Well, that was really it. But still, that was really it. One but for I'll one. call everything else. Yes. They're very good. Yeah. No. So, but I, I think it was a great point by you about the idea of now seventeen straight wins. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's talking about them. But I, I think I would have to assume, even though this guy's been listening for an hour, I would have to assume after game one, after putting up one thirty and dominating the way they did, I think they opened up a lot of eyes today. I'm curious to see if they get the four-game sweep, get some time to rest, and, you know, we'll see how far. I Right now, with Boston, that and uh, look, I'm still not going to give up on Boston, but with the problems and the injuries in the Eastern Conference, it could be a Philadelphia-Cleveland Eastern Conference Finals. At least that might be one of the favorites, so we'll see how it turns out. And one of the series going on, and we got a game going on as we do this show, Pelicans lead Portland 41 41- 32. I don't know if it's that big of a surprise. 223 left in the first half. Portland not shooting the ball well at all. So we'll get into that also. We got to get into Des Bryant. We got Kaepernick to talk about. We have a big possible trade already that's been uh, up there on Twitter with the Bills and the Giants. We'll touch on that. We got a lot to get to. First, the Sayer. You got the breaking news. Rockets no. won the no. championship. Yes, no. they did. Yes, they did. The appropriate background music for the kiss of death. You were not kidding about the Blazers not shooting well. Yeah. The starting guards, the strength of this team, one yeah. for 13 from the floor. One for 13 in the first half. They're down 41-32 to New Orleans, about two minutes left in the first half. Blazers from three-point range, three for 16 so far. 
Contrast that with the dominant second half at Philadelphia for that home team. Philadelphia from three-point range wound up 18 for 28 tonight. They ripped Miami 130 to 103 despite trailing at the break. Toronto and Golden State got home wins. Michigan's Mo Wagner declared for the NBA draft. In the late NHL playoff game, end of one period in Anaheim, Ducks tied 1-1 with the Sharks. Sharks had pulled off the upset in game one. Home wins for Boston, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. So each of those teams up two games to none in a first-rounder. Dodgers are apparently going to fall to 4-9 and nine on the season there, losing to first place Arizona 7-1 to one in the Ooh. bottom of the seventh inning. Also in progress at Seattle, it's Mariners 8-4 over Oakland in the top of the sixth. Padres have taken the lead 5-4 over the Giants, now bottom of the eighth inning. The Cubs scored nine runs in the bottom of the eighth to win over Atlanta 14-10. On FS1, Texas won in 10 innings at Houston 6-5. And then the Angels in the rain and snow won 5-3 at Kansas City. Seven straight wins for the Halos. And Sunday on FS1, Shohei Otani pitches for the Angels. And it'll be about 35 degrees. Boston 12 and 2 after beating Baltimore 10 to 3 today. Philadelphia won its fifth straight 9-4 at Tampa Bay. The Mets 9-game winning streak is over. I didn't think we were ever going to lose again. 161 and 1. I was hoping you for You said that last weekend. Yeah, they finally yeah. lost tonight. Milwaukee 5-1 the final. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh is 10 and 4. I'll take this it off season. a couple of days in October for the World Series parade for the Mets, by the way. Really? Already? Yeah. You've contacted Already. Uh, Annie or some of the it's bosses? It. I, put and, in my, I put in my vacation. And when the Mets don't win, are you still going to take the days off? I'm just asking on behalf of the crew. I have my vacation in for the Mets and for the Knicks when they win the championship. 17-game <laughs> wow. winning streak. They don't even need a championship. Wow. They're just going to get their parade with Taking 17 Taking time off for the Knicks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you. the uh, Pirates got a one nothing win at Miami. We'll talk about that later. And the postponements, three games because of bad weather, rain slash snowed out in baseball. Back to you. All right, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well... That's figuring out which way is easier. Um, We'll keep you updated on the last game going on, Pelicans and Portland. Uh, We'll take a look at Sunday's game. But first, Aaron, um, Des Bryant. Uh, Isn't it funny? The guy's all bent out of shape. He's insulted. He's hurt. He's going to get a coach uh, to teach him uh, work on routes and stuff like that. I know you you figured the $50, $60, $70 million he got would have been incentive enough to learn how to run routes. But uh, (laughs) I'm just amazed about this whole thing and how he's so insulted. I definitely would have cut him. First of all, financially, he was going to get $16 million. He counted eight against the cap. I would have saved $8 million, cut him, uh, gotten rid of uh, only eight against the cap. Um, I w- I'll figure out another wide receiver. The guy doesn't run good routes. He do- has been injury prone. And you know what? They don't target him nearly enough. I think Dak Prescott wanted him gone. Uh, I don't think it's uh, any big thing to some of the Cowboy fans out there, Aaron. Yeah, this is one that I think the headline felt bigger than what the actual impact will be, you know, because of all the reasons you laid out. First of all, the thing with Des Bryant, by the way, it scared me how quickly time is going by. He's going to be 30 yeah. this season. Yeah. So, I mean, if we can agree on nothing else, as you said, Arnie, the amount that he was going to count against the salary cap doubled with the fact that he is definitely on the wrong side of the age equation in all this. The numbers have gone down through the years. As you said, two of the last three years, he's missed significant playing time. But I think the biggest thing is what you said at the end there. 
Dak Prescott, you know, he's a guy that wants to get the ball to a bunch of different guys. They want to run the ball with Zeke. They want to pass the ball to Zeke in the flats. And, like, to me, like, Des Bryant, it's nothing personal. Like, his skill set just doesn't, even if he was at his peak, I don't know that his skill set necessarily fits with what they want to do. And now it doesn't fit. And I just think it, it makes too much sense. Like I said, it feels bigger than I think it will actually be when the game's actually started. Well, we all look. You know this is a business. We all, everybody listening, knows it's a business. When you're making sixteen million dollars a year, but you can cut the guy, and it's only going to cut to account eight million against the cap, and you can save yourself eight million dollars. And let's face it, the guy has not been a model. Dallas Cowboy. Earlier in her career, he had more problems than more so. I don't think really anything late, but more of an attitude, not working on routes. Uh, there was never even a, 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 a question whether they should go ahead and keep him or not. I definitely would have gotten rid of him and moved on from that. Hey, there's a, there's a new era in Dallas, okay? It's called Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, and they'll figure out the wide receiver. They'll, we've already known you don't have to have a big-time wide receiver to win in the NFL, Aaron. Well, and here's the other thing, too, is like a couple months ago, he was like, yeah, I'm not taking a pay cut. So, yeah. you, you know, and, and now, of but course. But now we said he would. Though, of course. Oh, yeah. now, now they're ready to get ready. Oh, yeah, I'll take a pay cut. No, 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 I'm, I'm ready to work with you here. So I, I just think it all added up to it just makes too much sense. And again, and, and I think we do this so often with wide receivers. We, we hear the name. We see the touchdown dances, the end zone, the this, the that. And I, I just think when you're looking at actual productivity, there's no doubt that this guy is on the decline. By the way, even when he was healthy last year, a lot of weird drops. As you said, a lot of routes, just, just not running the right routes, you know, you bickering on the side. It's just at a certain point, you know, there, there's an old saying in sports when you become, you know, when the problems exceed the production, uh, it's time to go. And I don't know that that was quite where Dez was at necessarily, but he was a lot closer than I think a lot of people realize. Now, of course, he says, I'll see you twice a year, meaning that he'll go play for another team in the NFC East, but it's not that easy. He won't go to the Giants. The Giants are not going to pay him that type of money. Uh, that leaves Philadelphia and Washington. I don't think Philadelphia really has room for him, which leaves the Washington Redskins, which is a possibility, but uh, I don't think he's going to go ahead and just make himself available to just one team without shopping himself around. Uh, I think a lot of teams certainly could use his services, though, uh, I'm wondering if he wants to make that as a priority to make sure he plays the Cowboys twice a year. Where do you think he ends up, Aaron? I mean, there's a there's a lot of Dolphins could be a a possibility. I'm not sure where he's going to end up, but if I if I was a bet man, I would think maybe if he holds true to his word, Washington or uh, maybe even the Patriots, because I know the Patriots mm. could use a wide receiver, but they don't want to pay him. Yeah, no, and and I don't think that he is at the place mentally where he's ready to take a major pay cut to be part of a, a, a Super Bowl contender or a whatever. That he's not at that point in his career, right? We've seen other guys take significantly less money to go to the Patriots to have a better shot at making a Super Bowl. I don't think he's there. Uh, look, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. Some of them that I saw, I don't know that they make a ton of sense. I saw the Bills. I get it. I but I don't. I don't know that a guy that age at that size with that injury history playing in this, like the tundra of, of Buffalo makes a ton of sense to me. Uh, I saw the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals make sense. Obviously, they already have Larry Fitzgerald, but playing indoors, uh, obviously, in theory, they're going to be pass happy with Sam Bradford if he can stay healthy. Remains to be seen. So those are the kind of teams that I think, I think I'm with you. The only one that even makes a morsel of sense in that division would be Washington. Try to spread the field with Alex Smith. But I I, I 
I think it's a nice thought of I want to play the Cowboys twice a year. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen for Des. All right, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. Real quick, because I know we're short on time. we got the singer coming up. I just want to give you an analogy. If the boss calls us up and says, hey, Aaron, Arnie, guys, I need you to fill in uh, when the NBA draft is coming up. We want you guys. We know Aaron's a big college guy. Arnie, you like college basketball. When they draft, talk about the players, blah, blah, blah. And I turned to the boss and said, oh, yeah, we could definitely fill in on that day, but I, I can't promise you. Um, we're going to talk college basketball. I'm, I'm thinking more I would like to talk about off-season uh, NHL and maybe some baseball. And the boss goes, no, you're, you're going to talk about the draft. I'm like, no, I, I just can't promise you that. I, I, I can't promise you that. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. He'd say, well, thank you. You're not filling in. And what I'm really saying is this is about Kaepernick. When Seattle says, hey, you're going to talk about are you going to take a knee are you going to kneel? What are you going to do? What is your process? What are you thinking? And he's going to say, nah, not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to discuss that right now. I'm, not, I'm still going to take a knee, but, you know, I'm not sure what I'm going to do and this and that. Well, guess what, then? We don't need to. Whoa! Whoa! You know what I'm saying, Eric? That we don't need you to come on in. You know, you know what I'm t- just like the boss says? I don't need you to fill in if you're not going to talk basketball and you're going to talk soccer. Well, I don't need you to fill in then. Well, and that's not even the proper analogy because we at least have jobs. And Kaepernick doesn't have a job right now. Thank you. That's a great analogy. Aaron is actually a smart person. (laughs) Well, thank you. I I appreciate it. Well, I wasn't ready for that. But no, I mean, you know, look, whatever Kaepernick's political beliefs are, that's fine. But this goes back to the bottom line of this protest from day one. He is an employee. He 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 was an employee with the San Francisco 49ers. He's looking to be a a potential employee for uh, one of the other organizations. In this case, the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, an employer, a boss, can make uh, requests or demands of their employees. And so it sounds like this was one where they kind of uh, they didn't get they they crossed miscommunication. And and I think Kaepernick may have already been on his way to the workout. Uh, or in you know in transit or whatever, but to me, I'm with you from day one, Arnie. I, I've never had a problem with the protest, but I've also never had a problem with the boss saying you're not going to do it on my time. Exactly. He's Aaron Torres. Aaron underscore Torres. T O R R E S. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, the Sega will jump on in. We'll get caught up in all the late scores, news and notes. All that's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes? could save you 15% or more in car insurance means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. He's Aaron Torres at the Fox Sports Radio West Coast Studios. I'm on the East Coast Studios as we check in with Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager? Well, we'll get to the Dodgers. We'll get to the NBA ratings for the season in a moment. But updating the late games, awful shooting in Portland to start the NBA playoffs for them. They're down at the half, 45-36 to New Orleans. Wow. Portland from three-point range, three of 17. That's still pretty got, good. Still got some time to turn around. Philadelphia did and got a game one win. Toronto and Golden State with game one wins. The late NHL game, Sharks were up 2-1 to one after the first period. It's now 3 3-1 over Anaheim early in the second period. Where, isn't our producer Gavin Kinzel a big uh, Yes, Anaheim Ducks Angels fan? and Anaheim Ducks. He's an enormous fan of each, yes. Can we give him grief or did he leave already? Uh, he has taken off already. Of course. Probably of course. preparing for the Shohei Otani start on FS1 yes. tomorrow in the yes. cold at Kansas City tomorrow. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Dodgers are losing again. It's 8-1 Diamondbacks, bottom of the eighth in L.A., 
Paul Goldschmidt with another homer against the Dodgers. This guy's been Gosh, one of the, he does it every time against the Dodgers. <laughs> He's been one of the great National League players for five-plus years now, but particularly against L.A. In his career, just against the Dodgers, he has 29 homers, 94 RBIs. He's a Hall of Famer if That's he just played the yes. Dodgers. This is only 115 games career against L.A. It's notable that the Dodgers are going to fall. This is the defending National League champs. Going to fall to 4-9 and nine right now. Yeesh. And they had a slow start last year. After the first month, they were 15-14. and 14. Wound up winning over 100 games and winning the pennant. The difference is they never fell behind by more than five games in the standings last year, despite the slow start. After tonight, they're already going to be six and a half games back, and it's only mid-April. They're facing the first-place team head-to-head this oh, weekend. Oh, my Arizona. Dodgers are going to be fine. Stop See, it. as soon as you started saying my yeah. Dodgers, they've you gone in the tank that. this year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they need Clayton Kershaw to bail him out again. Guys, tomorrow is the Kershaw start. He's had three starts, all great so far this year. 19 total innings, 19 strikeouts, and what have they done on his behalf? Three total runs in three games. So we'll Thanks, see tomorrow. Arnie. Yeah. Thanks, Arnie. <laughs> exactly. As far as ratings, just by comparison, the Masters final round last weekend, 13 million viewers nationally. NBA finals last summer. 20 million viewers was the average for the finals. NBA regular season that just ended, under 2 million viewers. Granted, a lot of that's cable, and yes, it is regular season, but ESPN, for example, averaged 1.6 million for its NBA games. TNT, 1.7 million, but when TNT was showing Golden State, it was 2.7 million because the Golden State Warriors are the most watched NBA team on national TV with Cleveland second. And if you go for local TV ratings, according to Sports Media Watch, it's Golden State and Cleveland getting the best ratings. What? No, in their no region. Lakers? I'm shocked. I can't believe the that. The Lakers were actually better than the national average for national TV oh, games. I believe that. And they had a lot that. of national yeah. TV games. In fact, what few Knicks national games got decent ratings as well. But as far as. Frazier and Monroe, great backcourt. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. 17 game winning streak. It's inevitable. It's coming. <laughs> Frazier and Monroe. That was why people were. Yeah. Watching the pusher Bradley at all. Those very few next games. Can you guess which NBA team got the worst national TV ratings in the regular season that just ended? National or local? National. The worst local NBA ratings, the Chicago Bulls on NBC wow. Sports Chicago this past year. The, the worst nationally. Charlotte. The worst nationally. Well, I mean, I a hint, yeah. it is a playoff team. Wow. Oh, I, Toronto. I was going to say the Raptors too, yeah. It is the Utah Jazz. Oh, wow. do they have a team? Oh, that's Stop. just a joke. That's a joke. They had a great second half. It wow. was those uniforms. That's why. I, I yeah. tried to tune in, and the second I, was, I saw those uniforms, I was out. Yeah, maybe people couldn't identify them in their little uh, TV ratings diaries. They didn't know it was the Jazz playing. No, they averaged about a million watching the Jazz games, only one million for their And they've been red TV. hot, so I, I, you know, i got to give them credit. Yes. They've been phenomenal. As hot as those Utah sand uniforms. Well, we had the opposite of hot for a lot of baseball games, and it continued today with the bad and cold weather. Weather. We had postponements due to bad weather at Cleveland, at Detroit, at Minnesota. The Yankees at Detroit game 
split doubleheader is scheduled for Sunday, but there's a chance of rain in Detroit tomorrow and 40 degrees, so they might not get either of these in tomorrow. Toronto at Cleveland was postponed, and it'll be made up next month. As for White Sox at Minnesota, the whole three-game series is snowed out. They've already called tomorrow in advance. Party! And I think that's four games in Minnesota for the week canceled. Uh, A high of 29 degrees is expected there tomorrow. But then, people, the Twins are playing in Puerto Rico on Tuesday and Wednesday. Two regular season games there against the Indians, and Tuesday night will be on FS1. 85-degree weather in Puerto Rico. Slight chance of rain, of course, there, but it'll be a huge difference for Minnesota. I I was going to say— See, I'm salty because we don't—I'm in, like, snow right now. Yeah. I was going to say— Building yeah. the outdoor stadium in Minnesota. Exactly. Maybe not their finest moment up <laughs> yeah. there. Congratulations. Right. Thanks. Maybe they intended a roof and just ran out of cash. <laughs> there you I'm go. Not sure. Thanks to Sager mm-hmm. on that. All right. We're just hour one already in the books. Where did it go for crying out loud? We'll get ready for the power hour of the show. Uh, you want to send the tweet, Aaron underscore Torres, or at Stinking Genius One. Uh, right now, Pelicans lead Portland 45 38. They just started the second half. We'll get into that. We'll go back over Saturday's game, take a look at Sunday's game. Vegas Runner will join us. We'll tell you what Amadola said about Bill Belichick. This is, this is some good stuff. We'll get more in the desk. All that's coming up next in hour number two, right here on. Fox Sports Radio. Yeah! Good evening, everyone. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres at our Los Angeles Fox Sports Geico studios. I'm Arnie Spadden. You're on the East Coast studios. Uh, by the way, Aaron, are you a West Coast guy? Did you were you born on the West Coast and lived on the West Coast all this time, or what? Arnie, we've been over this. Well, we have new listeners every time now. We got to go and reset oh, this thing. Oh, so it's for the yeah. listeners. It's not yes. for you. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm from right down the road in Connecticut, Yukon Husky. My yeah. boy Shabazz Napier, I think, is on the TV right now as I watch the Blazers. Although my eyes are starting to deceive me as I get a little bit older, he might not be. But yeah, I'm a Connecticut guy. Uh, moved to it's Los- easier for a East Coast guy to live on the West Coast than a West Coast guy to live on the East Coast. I think so, hundred percent. Have you spent yeah. time? So you, so we learned earlier in the show you interviewed Bob Knight in Los Angeles. So you yeah. lived in Los Angeles for a while. Oh yeah, I went to high school in Los Angeles. Oh. Went to Pacific Palisades High School. Wow! Shout out to all my uh, famous classmates that Steve are all Kerr. more famous than me. Steve Kerr, um, uh, Jeannie Bus. Wow! By the way, could you imagine if I would have went up to Jeannie and said? Hey, Jeannie, let's you and I go to a movie this weekend. And she said, sure, Artie, I would, oh, excuse me, sure, Arnold, I would love to. And we would have gone to a movie, uh, probably Animal House, because I think that was the hot movie back then. She would have obviously uh, fallen in love with me, and um, we would have gotten married. So you'd be the owner of the Lakers right now. Well, half owner, just half. And I probably would have dealt the way Magic Johnson uh, at the very beginning. Why? For Steve well, Kerr? <laughs> to the New York Knicks, so my Knicks could get better. But could you imagine? And by the way, Jeannie's sister also went to high school with us, Jenny. So I, I had two shots to date one of the bus sisters, and I blew it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you screwed that up, Arnie. You yeah. didn't do very well in that respect. So that's wow. not the first time. Wow. Not the first? Wow. wow. And, and then, of course. Hey, he's the kiss of death, man. It's like uh, it obviously started somewhere, in relationships. right? Yeah, it starts in relationships, yeah. too, apparently. 
And uh, they wouldn't have owned the, the Lakers. Lakers. If you if you had married Jeannie Buss, they would have somehow lost ownership of the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> the kiss of death. That's what would have happened. Um, and Forrest Whitaker went to our high school. So I know him. Yeah, not personally. We had, but. Well, we had the the famous high school and our quarterback uh, played in the Super Bowl. Who's that? Uh, Tom Brady, uh, Jay, Jay Schrader. Jay Schrader. I've heard of he him. was Schrader. former Redskin, former Raider. Way before your time, Torres. You're you, you probably don't remember him. Way. Uh, before your time. He's like 56 years old or something like that. Anyway, wow. NBA playoffs. Well, I, I can't talk yeah. about my high school class? What? Oh, you have somebody famous? More famous than what I just gave you? Oh, uh, how do you know? I mean, you just brushed past me. I mean, I, oh, I could have gone uh, to high I'm, school I'm, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. No, there was nobody of significance. So. <laughs> Aaron Torres, Fox Sports radio host. That That's who everyone in my high school class are saying, oh, who'd you go to high school with? Aaron Torres. You can hear him 11 to 1 a.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Radio Saturdays. Well, at least you're the big shot of the high school, you know? I, I got you both beat. I went to high school with Pat Tillman. I win. Oh, wow. That is pretty, pretty cool. All right, you do win. You name drop are you. Yeah, I went to high school with Mike Moustakis. That's okay, right? I mean, it's not at the level of Pat Tillman, but... Well, yeah, you I'm see, a- you're giving me athletes. I'm, anybody, you know, go to high school with like a, uh, a actress or actor and what they were like back then... You know what I mean? That's that's the good part, though. Were they mean? Were they nice? You know, that's the part you want to hear. I'm going to pull up my high school's Wikipedia page really quick. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to see what famous people went to your high school. Yeah, huh? I, could, I could already tell you Val Kilmer went to my high school. So All right, there you go. Uh, Val Kilmer went to my high school, so, but it was obviously years before I was there. So yeah, there's okay, that. At least you have that one going to you. So, so uh, got- anyway, hour two of the show. Vegas Runner is going to join us in a little bit. Uh, Aaron, we started talking about the NBA playoffs. We went through the four games today. Uh, just kind of taking a look at the four games tomorrow. Uh, Milwaukee, Boston, all kinds of intrigue because of the injuries that are with the Celtics. Brad Stevens has done not a good job, a, a phenomenal job. I mean, that team could have just rolled over, died, and, I mean, has no business uh, pulling off wins like they've had. I think it's going to be a tough series, though, because Milwaukee's coming in playing a little bit better. They're not obviously not a 17-game winning streak or anything like that, but this is going to be a hard-fought series, but I'm still going to go with the Celtics in this one. Yeah, to put a bow on last conversation, my high school, uh, not a lot of famous people that anybody <laughs> So a couple of famous jazz pianists and saxophonists. Uh, oh, what some, good is that? Yeah, yeah. a uh, neuropsychologist and Nobel Prize laureate. That sounds cool. Oh, that sucks, yeah. Yeah, that's boring. Yeah, so Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio. So... Celtics, huh? So Celtics, Bucks. What was the? Uh, sorry, I was I was on my Wikipedia. No, no, page. just like I, I, look, it's going to be a hard fought one, a hard fought series. Uh, I still think the Celtics win it, but it may have to go seven when it's all said and done. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm with you. It, it's obviously just such a it's such a weird playoffs. I was thinking about that today as I watched the Raptors. In that, would you be surprised one if the Raptors is a one seed loss, but then two, the Celtics as a two seed? I mean. I don't think it's inconceivable that we have an eight eight seed and a seven seed in the second round of the playoffs, which sounds like the NCAA tournament, not the uh, you know not the uh, NBA playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I you know I think this one will be hard fought. I mean, the, the thing to remember with Milwaukee, they're still playing under an interim head coach. I mean, obviously he's looking for the full time gig, but I mean, is this a guy that you're ready to say is going to go toe for toe for six seven games with Brad Stevens and get the best of him? I just don't see it. Obviously, uh, the Bucks have the best player in the series, at least the best healthy player. Yeah. But to me, this is Celts probably in six or so because I just trust Brad Stevens that much. 
there should be more intrigue in that Indiana-Cleveland game, but everybody's thinking Cleveland's just going to flip the switch. LeBron, this, that, and the other. Next thing you know, Cleveland's going to win this thing in maybe five, and that's what people are expecting. I don't know. Is it going to be a little bit tougher? Are we underestimating the Pacers in this one, or is it going to be all Cleveland? I think it'll be all Cleveland. I mean, you know, Cleveland swept the Pacers last year. I think you can make the argument this is probably a better Pacers team even without Paul George. I don't know. I mean, and we just do this every year. We 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 pick apart the Cavs in the regular season, and then they get into the playoffs. Obviously, it's a different team this year without Kyrie Irving, but they get into the playoffs. They get wins. They get a couple days off. Those older guys get rest. Tristan Thompson has time to figure out his personal life. So I just don't. I just don't know where uh, that was a joke, by the way. Uh, I just. I just don't like. I think. I, I think the Pacers might win a game or two. I just feel like we do this every year. Are, are you sold on the Pacers? I, I want you to sell me. I want to see a competitive series. I just don't see it. I don't know if I'm sold on the Pacers more so than I think that Cleveland has flipped the switch and ready to move on and show everybody that they'll be back in the NBA Finals more so because if Boston wasn't injured and banged up and losing Kyrie and all that, obviously losing Hayward at the beginning of the year, I would say they're the favorite. Toronto doesn't scare me. I mean, you saw what Washington did with them. I I already have Cleveland already in the NBA Finals. Otherwise, this could have been a really great Eastern Conference run uh, for Boston and for a lot of other teams, but I think Cleveland's going to be the team that gets there, though. So that yeah. I, I think it's more because I like Cleveland, not that I don't like Indiana. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I mean, if you had the legitimate contender with the Celtics, maybe to, to go toe-for-toe with the Cavs, that makes these playoffs so interesting because you have kind of the, the team that's looking to get over the hump in the Raptors. They've been uh, on the doorstep before, but they can't get past the Cavs. You got the the young, exciting team in the Philadelphia 76ers. Then you got the two real heavyweights. I think it would have made for some really good playoff series in the East. Unfortunately, just losing Boston from that equation makes it so tough to see anybody uh, getting past the Cavs four out of seven games. Uh, I'm with you, Arnie. I, I don't you know I don't want to ruin the next two months of shows for us here, but. I find it hard to believe that anybody is going to beat the Cavs, even these Pacers in the first round. All right, Utah and, of course, Oklahoma City, which i got to tell you something. You know, we just got done talking about Utah. This should be a series that should have more intrigue. Oklahoma City's not lived up to expectations. I was hoping it was going to be Oklahoma City and Golden State, like a first-round matchup. This is a good first-round matchup. You're talking about coming in under the radar. Uh, I'm going to go with OKC, but I mean, I think it's a 50-50 toss-up in this one, Aaron. Yeah, and and it's interesting because I do think that for all the talk we talk about a team like the Warriors flipping a switch, the Cavs flipping a switch, does Oklahoma City have that in them? They've just been so dysfunctional all year. They've tinkered with lineups. But at the end of the day, it's still those same three big personalities. I'll tell you what, Arnie. Listen, our our listeners have demanded we uh, we argue and debate more. (laughs) I'll go ahead and take the Jazz in this one. I just think, first of all, I was talking to Mike, our producer off air, about this. Is what what Donovan Mitchell has done with Utah is incredible this year. And I don't, I don't think enough people realize how incredible his season has been. Not only because he's putting up great stats, wearing those awesome rookie uh, sweatshirts, but he basically was asked to step in for an All Star, Gordon Hayward, who left in the off season. He's made the transition look seamless. He's made the team just as good, if not better. I just don't think we're giving this young kid enough credit. So for that reason, for the fact that I think Oklahoma City, I don't know that they can flip the switch. I just think those guys kind of are who they are. I'll go ahead and take the Jazz. 
Timberwolves, Rockets. Rockets actually a 10-point favorite. We'll talk to Vegas Runner about that coming up next segment, uh, live from Las Vegas. But, uh, look, I think the Rockets win this in four. I don't think the games are going to be close. I think they just have too much offense. Oh, you can play that all you want. Matter of fact, we might as well just give the Rockets the NBA championship and save ourselves the next two months. I don't think anybody's beating the Rockets, but how do you see this series, Aaron? Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, like, are, do they, do they, do, do the Timberwolves even show up? Do they even take the flight to Houston, or do they just forfeit? I mean, you called this months ago, since before I was even on the yeah, show. Forfeit, yeah, forfeit the first two, and just hope they take games three and four back in Minnesota. I hey, look, the Rockets have proven why they're the number one seed, why they're the best team in the NBA, why they will be in the Western Conference Finals against Golden State, and while they'll beat Golden State and go to the NBA Finals and win it, they've shown why. I think you've just I think you've gone heel on your former high school classmate Steve Kerr. Used to be best buddies, now you're yeah. your enemies. That's what it sounds well, we like were, to me. Yeah, we were BFFs. He you know, he hasn't called into the show a while. I, I think he's mad because I was better than him in high school, but that's that's beside the point. Wow. Wow. You can play that all you want. That should be me with five titles in the NBA play with Michael Jordan. Yeah, and you should be owner of the Lakers now. Yeah, all this what if, Arnie. Come on. And I should have been the Academy Award winning actor instead of Forrest Whitaker, too. And I should have been the Nobel Prize lawyer. So you should have been the last king person. of Scotland, right? <laughs> Jeez. I'm just I, I I don't know. I'm just saying I, I you know, you've been you've been talking up this relationship with Kerr. He used to call in, but he doesn't anymore. No, I don't yeah. know if you're really pro Rockets or just anti Kerr. I can't tell. No, no, I, I look I, I love Steve O. I call him Steve O. We went to high school together. You guys can't. Does he call uh, you but- Arnie or Arnold? Arnold, yes, oh. yes, it'd be it'd be by my high school name. But uh, I mean, is there any doubt uh, that the Rockets are the best team in the NBA? Is there any doubt that they've got an offense where only one team that can compete against them, and that's used? Uh, excuse me, that's Golden State. Otherwise, nobody's going to be able to uh, run up and down the court with this team. Nobody's going to be able to go ahead and keep up with them. I, you might as well just put Golden State and Houston in the uh, Western Conference Finals right now, Aaron. Well, I was going to say, you said, is there any doubt that no one can keep up with them? Then you said, except for the Warriors. So there is doubt. The Warriors yeah. can keep up with them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think to, to directly answer the question that initially started this, I think that they uh, blow past the Timberwolves. Let me ask you this. Is Tom Thibodeau living on a little bit of a, a borrowed uh, uh, reputation here? I mean, you know, that team was better than the number eight seed having to play in uh, to that, uh, you know, to that eight spot. I know that Jimmy Butler battled with some injuries, but yeah, I mean, yeah. this guy was like for years he was on the level, maybe not quite with Popovich. Well, he was a defensive coach, known as a defensive coach. You know what I mean? I know, and it was another yeah. one. He his teams wore down every year in the playoffs. Now you yeah. can say maybe they overachieved to get there. I don't know. I was just thinking about that this week, and again, I know they dealt with injuries, but a lot of teams dealt with injuries. Uh, and a lot of teams have had adversity throughout the year, and there he was on whatever it was Wednesday night playing for a playoff spot. I, I just it was it's just so interesting to me. This guy, like like when he took that job, we all just assumed he was going to use the term we've used so much in this segment, flip a switch. The T Wolves, they're next. They got Carl Anthony Towns. They got Andrew Wiggins. They traded for Jimmy Butler, uh, and they were good for parts of the year. But I, I just, I don't know. I just expected a little bit more out of this team with those three guys than I got this year. When we come back, we go out to Las Vegas. Speak the Vegas runner. What's going on out there? Well, you'll find out next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, this segment is brought to you by Granger. The products and services that you need when you need them, Granger's got your back to help you keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good evening, everyone. 
He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up soon, stick around for this one. The latest on the possible Bills-Giants trade. We'll get into that. Uh, But first, Aaron, we go to the Geico Fox Sports uh, Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. Or you could tweet him at Greek underscore gambler. That's Greek underscore gambler. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Thanks for having me. NBA playoffs tipped off today. And, of course, that's always a busy time for the sports books. Had NHL playoffs start this week. And uh, real quickly, we're seeing some movement in the NFL with uh, the L.A. Rams making all these moves. They were 20 to 1 to win the Super Bowl right after this year's Super Bowl ended and they put out next year's odds and uh right now they're down to 10 to 1. So that wow. price has cut in half. Where wow. on the flip side of that coin the Seattle Seahawks which were 20 to 1 are now 60 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So not much uh you know, uh, respect there for the uh, Seahawks. And then finally, there's draft props already out. You know, number of quarterbacks in the first round, how many Alabama players, how many SEC players, and what have you. So already busy time for the sports books. Well, don't leave me hanging. How many quarterbacks? What's the overall number of quarterbacks in the first round? No, number of, of uh, quarterbacks. You're going to see uh, different numbers. Now, remember, with, with the different books, it changes from book uh, to book. And so far, we're seeing five with the over minus 120. Now, that, that's what the market average is looking at right now, five minus 120. So slight favorite towards the over. And uh, how many SEC players in the first round? Eight. Wow. Is, uh, the number of SEC players and number of Alabama players in the first round, four compared to Georgia, which four and a half, but you get round one and two compared to Alabama with only round one. So obviously a lot of Bama players expected. And last but not least, number of running backs, the under one and a half is favored, minus wow. 125. So, uh, yeah, already draft props are out. Let me piggyback off that then. Sam Darnold has long been thought to be the number one pick of choice for the Cleveland Browns, but there's some Josh Allen buzz. Is, is the uh, is Vegas bumping with Josh Allen money coming in right now? Uh, right now, you could get Darnold plus one and a half. It's right that the draft position matchup has Josh Rosen minus one and a half, minus one sixty over Darnold. Wow. At least, yeah. According to, I'm looking at numbers right now. So wagering on Darnold, you're getting plus one and a half that he'll be drafted at least two spots earlier it is than Rosen at plus one and a half, plus 140. All right, let's get to the NBA. Uh, I bet you... Uh, the uh, the gamblers made a fortune. I got to assume everybody took the Warriors, laid the short. What is it, seven and a half, eight and a half, or something like that against the Spurs, and and just destroyed the books? Or am I wrong on that, Vegas? Uh, I'm going to tell you this: the, the sports books did a good job of of limiting their exposure today, and, and especially on the sides. And nothing reflects that more than the fact that the number closed pretty much where it opened on three of the four games. If you look at Golden State, the line open date, close date. 
Uh, Toronto, open seven and a half, closed seven and a half. Portland, open five and a half, closed five and a half. The only one that moved was Philadelphia, which opened six and a half and dropped down to five and a half. Wow. With public money actually coming in on Miami, who played them tough during the regular season, even though Philly was so hot, not just straight up, but also against the spread down the stretch. So books did a pretty good job based on those results and the fact that the line didn't move all that much. The betting syndicates only attacked the totals today in one side. What they bet was uh, they bet the under in San Antonio Golden State heavy. I mean, they pounded it, Arnie. It opened 210. They bet it all the way down to 205 under, wow. and that's where it landed at 205. Um, and then the public bet the Toronto-Washington over. They cashed that one. Um, but the only side that the, the wise guys were on was the Washington side when that line went to eight. So they pushed any book that moved Toronto to eight. You saw someone walk up and buy, you know, the, the Washington side. So that was the number they were looking on for Washington and it ended up pushing. And real quickly tomorrow, only two totals have been hit so far by betting syndicates, Milwaukee, Boston, the under got hit earlier and Indiana, Cleveland got hit multiple times by the same group that hit the under in San Antonio, Golden State that got all that much respect, five points worth of respect. They got four points worth of respect in the Indiana-Cleveland total. You mentioned tomorrow, uh, Oklahoma City is a team that I don't think any of us can figure out. Arnie and I just went yeah. back and forth on like who is actually just going to win that series, period. What is everyone in Vegas saying about that series? Yeah, that's one where they're going to need the Utah Jazz. You know, Oklahoma City, it's, it's the matchup that you got to remember. They, they own them during the regular season. I mean, they haven't played this year. They played prior to 2018. But they won three of the four in the matchups. And it's, it's Oklahoma City has that playoff experience. And I think that's why you were seeing series money on them. And more importantly, some game one money parlayed from today. And that's usually uh, gives the sportsbooks a good idea of what they're going to see tomorrow. Because whenever the, the casual bettors are tying tomorrow's games up with today and parlays and teasers with the same team, and it, it was today, it was Oklahoma City for tomorrow, uh, they think they're going to be heavy on that sign. And that's actually going to be the game that, that they, they need the underdog Utah to actually come in. That line's three and a half. It'll be interesting to see if it goes up um, as we get closer to game time. Are people all over the Cavaliers and the over, or are they taking the Pacers, taking all the lumber they can get there? No, they're good two-way action, believe wow. it or not. Open six and a half, still sitting at six and a half. It's kind of one of those wait-and-see approaches I think you're seeing with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Looking even not just money bet, but ticket count is split right down the middle. I mean, you know, you got to remember, if you look at the matchup, Cleveland only won two more games than Indiana during the regular season. And Indiana's, you know, above 500 team on the road, um, but when you look at this matchup, it's Indiana even won three of the four games during the regular season, you know, only once in Cleveland, uh, they won the, the two games at home, uh, but still, they, they did uh, play them well during the season, so not surprised you're seeing good two-way action there. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with uh, Golden State now that they look dominant in game one, because remember, prior to the uh, playoffs tipping off, you could get better than even money on Golden State to win it all when, as we touched on last week, not long ago, you had to lay, you know, three to win one on Golden State yep. to win the NBA Finals. They were that heavy of a favorite. And, you know, going in just days ago, you could get better than even money. 
Last one from me. Uh, not even really a gambling question, but does uh, Vegas have puck fever right now with the uh, <laughs> with the the Knights? I was watching that game last night. It was wild. I'm so glad you asked, Aaron. It is absolutely electric out here, and this is that Ooh. was actually the one time that I was like bet with your heart because if you lived in this city, you saw Game One. Uh, it was like I, I'm from Philly, so Philly's a sports town, you know, and so I've seen fans that are, are really back their team. But we have never had a, not just a pro franchise, let alone a, a playoff game here in our city. And, I mean, it was absolutely electric. I, they only won one nothing in that game one. But I, I just was surprised to, to find out that, you know, they weren't getting one-sided money, that the L.A. Kings actually, if you look nationwide, we're getting more of the action, obviously not here in Vegas, and they get exposure on Vegas every time they play. It's not good for the sports books, great for the fans, great for the city, and uh, as long as they're in the playoffs, the, the, the books are going to be sweating because of all the future bets at really long odds that they have. So a ton of exposure on the Golden Knights, but the fans in the city is absolutely behind them. He's Vegas Runner. You could reach him at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. Or you could tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. Hey, have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Best of luck. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the games. Uh, I love talking to him. Vegas Runner. I love going to Vegas. If, yeah. Look, I know you go all the time, Aaron. If you've never been to Vegas and you're listening to the show, oh boy, you're missing out on life. That's all I can say, Aaron. How do we? I know it's early. I know I just started. How do we get a remote show out there? What do we have to do? Oh. What do we got to do? I don't, it takes me like five days to get to Vegas from here. I, it's okay. I, yeah. So if you listen, we, we're on air and on Saturday. Telephone. Yeah. As, as long as I know you do the, the show Sunday on Fox Sports Radio with Chris yep. Plank. Just leave as soon as that show's done. You'll get out there yeah. by the following Saturday. Yeah, we can do talk, a show. Yeah, forget my Monday through Friday gig too. We'll just say, ah, the heck with that. You got vacation time. You're yeah, already, you're already putting in for vacation, vacation here. Time. Put some vacation uh, there. I may have to do that. Uh, but when we get back, I've been teasing what's going on with the Giants and Bills. And did you hear what Danny Amadola said about Bill Belichick? We'll get to all that coming up next. But first, here's DeSager. Get us uh, caught up on what's trending out there. What's going on, DeSager? Well, the Dodgers are now last place in the NL West. Wow! Four My and Dodgers! Four, yeah, that's why they're last place. Four and nine on the early season. Rich Hill took the loss in L.A. tonight. Arizona, first place in the division, 11-3. and three. They won 9-1 to one tonight. And Arizona hit five home runs this game, but one of them was reversed on review. It went out. It went over the wall. But the batter wound up passing his teammate, the runner at first. What? And on review, because they were both watching the ball go out. So technically, it was a two-run single. The home run came off the board, and the batter was out. So technically, only four Diamondbacks home runs. And yes, one from Paul Goldschmidt in this 9-1 to victory. The late game is at Seattle. It's 10-8, bottom of the eighth, Mariners over the A's. The Angels won their seventh straight game, 5-3 at Kansas City in the rain and snow on FS1. Mike Trout with his sixth home run. Sunday's game will be on FS1 now. It'll be 35 degrees there in KC, but Shohei Otani is due to pitch for the Angels' day game tomorrow. 
Padres and Pirates each won. Milwaukee ended the Mets' nine-game winning streak. Philadelphia won its fifth straight. Jake Arrieta at Tampa Bay beat Chris Archer 9-4. The Cubs scored nine runs in the bottom of the eighth to beat the Braves 14-10. Houston with a a loss. In ten innings, Texas beat them 6-5, so the Rangers end a five-game losing streak. Washington and St. Louis with wins. Boston another victory. The Red Sox are 12-2. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. NBA playoff update. The Blazers are trying to come back. Eight minutes to go. They're only down 79-70 to New Orleans, but the two guards, starting guards for the Trailblazers, the strength of their team, a combined 7 for 28 from the floor. Philadelphia Yeesh. trailed at half and still twenty five percent. Look how good I am in math. Wow, that is very good. Public school Pacific education, Palisades, Palisades, High School, right? yep. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia dominated in the second half and beat Miami one thirty to one hundred three. Toronto and Golden State with home wins. NHL playoff wins at home for Boston, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. So they're each up two games to none. And uh, in Anaheim, the Sharks are winning again. They're trying to go up two games to none. They lead the Ducks three two after two periods. Tomorrow's NASCAR race on Fox TV was moved up to 1 p.m. Eastern time due to impending storms in Bristol, Tennessee. Chance of a lot of bad weather throughout Major League Baseball tomorrow, by the way. And Hall of Fame quarterback Jim Kelly is out of the hospital after cancer surgery last month. Kelly originally had jaw surgery five years ago. The fight continues. All right. Uh, Thank you, the Sagers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. You could reach him at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Just a couple of tweets to get to. I put the over-under on how many wows, Arnie says, in a two-hour show at 325. What you got, Aaron? Over-under on 325. Uh, I lost count at like 284, (laughs) so I'm just going to have to take our tweeter's word at that one. Uh, Arnie, please uh, don't pick the Rockets until they win it all. Thanks. That's Akeem Olajuwon uh, writing that in there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Don't pick them until they win it all. You can't pick them after they win it. I, yeah, yeah, because I, they don't want me to be the kiss of death. What am I supposed to say? Uh, I really like the Philadelphia Eagles. That's my pick for last year's Super Bowl. I want you to by, go by, ahead and know that. By the way, Houston just won a World Series last year. They can't complain about any kisses of death, okay? They, yeah, they, got, yeah. they, got their, they got their championship in the last calendar year. Quit bellyaching right. Houston. Eminem, Mike Myers, producing the show today. A couple stories I want to get to. Mike, you you sent the Bills Giants story to me. What's the latest on that? Where did you get that? And what exactly what was in that story? Well, well this story stems from uh, Tony Pauline. He's a known draft analyst for draftanalyst.com. And uh, he had a report earlier this week about your New York Giants holding the number two uh, overall pick, saying that they have a blueprint in place to swap picks with Buffalo. Here's what the report reads from Tony Pauly, and I'll read it. Uh, I'll quote it here. Several people I've spoken with speculated that the New York Giants and Buffalo Bills likely have a blueprint in place for a trade that would allow the Bills to move up to the second spot in the draft. They also believe that the trade won't happen until very late in the process, if it happens at all, as the Giants want to field further offers. 
So that's the report from and Tony what would, Pauline. And what would they get in return? The two first round picks. I, I would. I would. I would. Ima- I would imagine it would probably be at least you'd have to start with the two first rounders because I think what does Buffalo have six in the first like 60, 60, 70 picks, right? I think they have two in the first, two in the second. But I'm yeah, not exactly they, yeah, they, yeah, them like the Browns. They they I think they have two double ones, double twos. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Aaron, I, I, I think then, I mean, again, speculation on my part, I always thought that it was going to be the Bills or maybe Arizona to trade up. But since the Bills had the draft picks to do so, I thought maybe there was a good chance they'd trade up to take the quarterback in Josh Rosen, unless they do like a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen, because I don't think Sam Darnold will be there. He'll be gone at number one. I think they're doing it to get uh, Josh Rosen at number two. Well, and that's what I was going to say is I think that uh, Mike hit uh, uh, what is an important point is that it's it's still a long way from actually happening because I think everybody's got to make sure that the guy that they want is actually in the spot that they want. And, and usually this stuff happens around this time. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when um, the Rams traded into the top spot to get Jared Goff and, right. and, of course, the Eagles to the second spot to get Carson Wentz. So I think everybody's kind of crossing the T's and dotting the I's here. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Now, let me ask you this, Arnie. But I- it makes sense, though. I'm sorry to jump, but it makes sense because the Giants, if they don't want to take a quarterback, which I think they should, but yes. if they're not going to, I heard that Gettleman's never traded down well, uh, in a draft, but if they're going to do it, now's a great time to do it. It is real deep draft. They could stock up on picks. I, I think now's the perfect time to do it, though. See, and you're our Giants insider, and that this is what I want to ask. You hit on the point that I want to ask. Why? I, I guess I understand the concept that maybe the Giants feel like. I, I honestly don't think the Giants were that far off last year. I think the offensive line was terrible, but they also had so many injuries at so many different positions. But so what I was going to ask is this though: is is if they just think that they're an offensive lineman away or a piece away, and they can get that in the number two spot, then or number twelve if they trade down, whatever, that's fine. I don't understand why they don't go get another quarterback. I, we've seen the blueprint. Eli Manning, with all due respect, he's not Tom Brady. He's not going to be around another six, seven years. So go get that guy. Groom him for two or three years while Eli is still the guy, while Eli still has some juice left in the tank, and then hand the position over to a Josh Rosen, a Baker Mayfield, whoever you think that guy is. Maybe they're still going to get the quarterback. They just don't want one of those. I mean, Baker Mayfield. Well, maybe there's talk about the Patriots wanting Lamar Jackson, but now that the Giants – uh, will pick ahead of, well, they'll still pick ahead of the Patriots. Maybe they want a Lamar Jackson. Maybe they want Mason Rudolph. Maybe they want a quarterback that we're not necessarily one of the big four out there. They're willing to take somebody in the third or fourth yeah. round and, and, and go that way. That's fair. I, I just I just am always amazed. You know, we saw it so many years ago with the Green Bay Packers. They have Brett Favre. They take Aaron Rodgers. We forget about Aaron Rodgers for two, three, four years, whatever it is. And then the guy steps in, he's good to go, and as we know, he's evolved into a future Hall of Famer. Now, we can't obviously play uh, revisionist history here, but to me, I think the fact that he kind of just got to learn the position for two or three years without the pressure of playing, I just don't understand why more teams don't do that. We kind of saw Casey do it last year with Patrick Mahomes, get him in the system with Alex Smith, and now Alex Smith is gone. I just don't understand why more teams don't do that in general. I guess to your point, the Giants can always do that later in the draft. It doesn't right. have to be at the number two spot. They could trade right. down, whatever. I'm just always amazed that more teams don't do that. You can't use the number two pick to take a quarterback, put him on the bench while Eli Manning plays but, three more years. But You've uh, got the, yeah. Well, I don't know about three years, but if you think there's a guy, a guy that it will be a seamless – because let's be honest – Quarterback is the only, not the only, it is by far the most important position. And Eli, even if you think 
Eli's going to be around for two or three more years. That puts you in position to have a guy for the next ten years. Now, Arnie, you know, like I get, I get what you're saying, but I also think if you really feel like there's the guy that is going to be able, Eli's going to be able to pass the baton to the next guy. I just don't understand why you want to do it. We see every year how important the quarterback position is, and rather than scrambling when Eli loses it, when he's clearly not the guy anymore. I just, I, again, I'm, I think you brought up a very important point. It doesn't have to be at the number two spot, but to me, I don't know. I just feel like if you can get that succession plan in place, there's a lot worse things to do. All right, back out to Mike Myers, our producer. Eminem, give me the Danny Amadola story on what he said about Belichick because it was not, uh, it was not. Yeah, it, it was, it, it was, it was an interesting comment. So he said this to Mike Reese of ESPN. Uh, and this is just referencing about uh, him being the coach, being the boss. Because remember, Danny Amendola is now a Miami Dolphin. So he said, quote, it's not easy. That's for sure. He's an a-hole sometimes. Wow. <laughs> There's a wow for Yeah, you. I know, right? Yeah. That's Danny Amendola is not like the first guy that. I would honestly think would say something like that. Let, yeah. let me ask you this, Arnie. Yeah. Are the, are the palace walls starting to crumble here in New England? Because it feels like all of a sudden... There's a lot of, you know, Malcolm Butler on Twi- on uh, Instagram and Tom Brady likes it. Rob Gronkowski, maybe he wants to leave. Maybe the and Patri- Seth, was it Seth Wickersham, uh, Wickersham, excuse me, article that was uh, written, what, a couple of months ago now, three months ago or whatever it was. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like there's more, and I understand Amendola's no longer with the organization. It just feels like there's more negative backlash, for, for lack of a better term, than we've seen in a long, long time. No, it it is. There's no doubt about that because it is true. The the cracks in the foundation, they're showing. We're getting more stuff about Bill Belichick and what's behind that iron curtain of his with the, at the Patriots than we ever have ever, ever I was, before. I was going to say, you know when it all started, when Bill Belichick came on Fox Sports Radio with me and Andy Furman. Yeah. It all, it's all <laughs> fallen apart ever since then. No, no doubt about that. Uh, we'll come back. We'll each give three predictions for the games tomorrow or for next week or for whenever. We'll give our final thoughts. I want to, hopefully we'll get time for what Ryan Leaf said about Baker Mayfield. All that coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Aaron, we got to wish a happy birthday to one of our listeners, Roberta, who listens all the time, tweets in all the time. Long-time listener, happy birthday, Roberta. We won't ask age. We don't do age here, Barry. You know what I mean? 29. I just assume everybody's 20. I mean, I know you just celebrated a 29th birthday the yeah. other day. So, uh, By the way, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Are you paying attention to this basketball game? The uh, Trailblazers went on a 13-3 runner or something like that. They're down by a point with less than a minute left in the game. It's unbelievable. I was just talking to Mike. Uh, every time I looked up throughout this show, it was double digits, double digits, and here we are, one-point yep. game, a couple minutes to go. I'll tell you what, man, You know, sometimes we don't get live sports on in this window. This is great. I'm loving it. Two TVs yeah. with uh, NBA, two TVs with NHL. It's a great time of the, the, the sports calendar. Uh, you know what? We'll keep you updated on the game. Uh, Raider Ryan, give me a little music. Let me get my picks in as well as Aaron. We'll tell you who we like uh, for the rest of the week. Wow. You're so mean to me. Well, I got three predictions. It's going to start, obviously, with the NBA. I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics, but they're going to win it in seven. It's going to be a hard-fought series. They'll fight to the end. It's going to be a good one. Milwaukee will come up just short. Give me the Celtics in seven. I think the Rockets... Just Cruz beat Minnesota in four. 
And I think Des Bryant ends up going outside the box here with the Miami Dolphins. Ooh. And I'll throw in a bonus pick. Ooh. Portland comes back to win this game. So, Oh, wow. What do you like, uh, Aaron? Who do you like? Listen, everyone knows Aaron Torres. I'm Mr. Pucks here. Yes. I'm just all into these NHL playoffs. Actually, I just love Vegas. So now that they have a team, I'm getting into the NHL. Yep. My Vegas Knights. My Vegas wow. Knights. Five games, they close out the Kings. Wow. I'll tell you what, there will never be a better victory parade than the one the Knights are going to have down the Las Vegas Strip here in a couple months. So I guess that's my second pick. Knights to win the cup, baby. Let's go. I got cup oh, you're fever. You're all over that. Look I, at you. I got cup fever. I didn't even know I was going with that for my second pick. So how about that? Third one, uh, I'm looking at the games tomorrow. I, I love LeBron. I'm out on these Raptors that I've been sold of bogus bill of goods for six months i'm out on the raptors uh lebron they sweep the pacers i don't know if they sweep the pacers they will sweep the raptors in the second round though to advance to another eastern conference finals i'm getting ahead of myself but i already feel so good about it all right uh by the way coming up at the top of the hour i love these guys straight out of vegas our buddies rj bell and steve cofield a vegas perspective on what's going on in the world of sports. And believe me, there's plenty to look at uh, through Vegas' eyes. Not only the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, the NFL draft. I mean, did you? I love that over-under. What was the over-under five for quarterbacks taken in the first round? Is that what it was, Aaron? I don't remember. I remember it was eight SEC players, which I thought was unbelievable. Wow. Remember yeah, that? I, I think I would take the over I think I would. I that's, think five quarterbacks would be taken in the first round. To be honest with you, I think that's the way it's going to come on down. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, Lamar Jackson kind of concerns me since you know no one can get in touch with him because he doesn't have an agent. So that's a little <laughs> that's a little concerning as far as who's going to use a first round pick on him. But that eight, eight SEC players, that's one out of every four players from that league. That would be unbelievable if that number, even if the number hit for a push, let alone if they if that uh, if that went over. That's a lot of guys for thirty two yeah. picks. Eight. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, New Orleans, 32. Excuse me, 32. New Orleans, 93. Uh, Portland, 92. So the Pelicans with a one-point lead, 12.4 seconds left. And I believe uh, there was a foul called on Portland. They had the ball. So now it's uh, going to go back to uh, it's going to go back to New Orleans. They called it offensive foul, I believe. On Portland, so boy, they got real lucky on that one. That's that's crazy. Yeah, this game is wild. It's <laughs> unbelievable how this game has come down. As it looks like Anthony Davis is now stepping to the yeah. free throw line. Oh, it was a loose ball me. foul. So there you go on that one. Yeah, uh, I mean, we this is a, it was great to do the show and obviously uh, keep the game up. First of all, we got to thank the guys. Thanks to Eminem for producing the show. Raider Ryan, it's our not my name. director. Well, that it is your name. So just accept it. Thanks to the Sager. Uh, obviously, with all the updates of my partner, Aaron Torres, which, man, this show just flew on by for crying out loud. A lot of fun. Uh, now, New Orleans, 95-92 uh, over Portland, 12.4 seconds left. So uh, go for the three or uh, go for the quick two and foul. I was I was just going to say, uh, one, I go, uh, probably go for the quick two, but I agree the show flew by, and I like that we got a little off topic today. We talked about your high school uh, my high school, it was, it was fun. Yeah, Nick's 17-game so win streak. We did. Mixed it up a little bit. All right, coming up, top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. 
You want to hear what the guys have to say with R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. For Aaron Torres, I'm Marty Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 